This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. Uh, when you're using the internet, whether it be on your computer or your phone, you can't necessarily trust the things you're using. People might be watching what you're doing. It could be Facebook or Google. It could be your ISP. It could be an app like Tutok. Any of them can be watching your behavior, but with a product like PureVPN, you get some added protection. You get obfuscation of your browsing history. In some cases, you can even uh, encrypt data and uh, your browsing history. And uh, right now, PureVPN is, uh, as they tend to for for our viewers, uh, running a, a deal. Um, if you sign up for a, uh, a couple of year subscription, you can get uh, the service for as low as a buck eighty-eight a month, uh, and that's a great deal. And you can find out about all of the discounts that are available right now, and um, get a free trial of the service by going to pilchpoint.live/purevpn. So it's the end of the year, Avram. It's also the end of the decade. Indeed it is, which is crazy to think. In just a couple of days, it the, went by the so 20s. fast. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. It's really weird to think that we've been doing that uh, we've been doing this show in just a couple of days. We will have been doing it in three decades. <laughs> wow. <laughs> crazy time. Uh-huh. So Wow, time really flies. <laughs> So, you know, it just seems to me like decades, maybe it's just because I'm not as in touch with like youth culture and popular culture as I was when I was younger, but it just seems like the zeros and the tens didn't really have like a style and character like the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know? Sure. Ah, Other than maybe the roaring 20s. what, What is the... But that, yeah, right. that's a. But I mean, that decade is its own special thing. What I mean is, like, almost every decade from the twenties through two thousand, you could sort of say there was there was a yeah. something that's symbolic of it, like, you know, the Roaring Twenties, you have flappers, and you know, excess, and then the thirties, the Great Depression, forties, war, fifties, you know, a certain. Uh, anyway, point is. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I can't, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to listen to some 80s music. I don't know. Are there going to be people who are going to be like, give me some 10s music. Give me Old Town Road. Anyway. Um, so, um, so, so anyway, uh, a lot, you know, a lot has changed in the world of technology in the last 10 years and at Tom's Hardware. We put up an article on Friday about the most influential tech products of the 2010s. And, uh, you know, here's a little taste of it. So uh, one thing, you know, one thing we found really uh, influential uh, was AMD's first Ryzen chip, the Ryzen 1800X, really brought AMD back into being a serious competitor in CPUs where it was just kind of only making bargain basement types of chips for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Ryzen actually put it uh, in direct competition with Intel's fastest chips. Uh, 
Um, and it's been so when the Ryzen 7 1800X debuted in 2017 and it had eight cores and 16 threads, and it was like half the price of what you would pay for something with that much multitasking from Intel, uh, you know, it really, uh, it really made a dent. And now we obviously see just tremendous growth for AMD. Um, yeah. Another thing, of their, course, you'll their forgive stock my is, continuous. Their stock is through the roof since, yeah. since the rise in chips. Yep, that is, you know, and, and you know, in a lot of ways, they're ahead of Intel now. They have seven nanometer process. Mm -hmm. Intel can't even produce 10 nanometer at, uh, at scale, you know. So, um, obviously, I'm... I'm you know, we all know I'm a big fan of the Raspberry Pi that came out in 2012, and I think was a huge uh, influence. Was a very, it's been a very influential product in all of its iterations. Uh, it's really inspired uh, and really, you know, given a huge boost to the maker movement, to people building things like robots and home IoT devices, to kids learning how to program and things like that and to what we expect from a cheap computer and a small single board computer, mm -hmm. you know, for $35, you can get a really, really, uh, powerful, uh, device in the raspberry Pi four, and you can use it for everything from surfing the web, which is not really the best use of it to, you know, using to building a security camera, a robot, a web server, uh, you know, so, that's obviously a very influential product and, and often copied. Another thing that really came to life in the last 10 years is variable refresh monitors. Uh, you know, it was, you know, it was in, in 2013, NVIDIA first introduced G-Sync, uh, which was closely followed by AMD's FreeSync. Uh, and now we, uh, you know, now we generally call the whole thing Adaptive Sync. But the idea of having your video card synchronized to your monitor's refresh rate uh, so that you don't have screen tearing um, is, is very mainstream now. And 10 years ago, who would have, who would have thunk of it? Uh -huh. um, another one of my favorite, most influential products, and it's unfortunate to me that even six years after its, six years after its release, it's still not as widespread as it should be. But USB Type C yeah. uh, is definitely one of the most influential products of the tens. Um, you know, g coming up with a universal, with a, you know, with a with a way to do USB that is carries 100 watts of power and is reversible, and you know, could could just do so many things. Uh, you know, that's obviously ma made for big changes in the industry. But it's still shocking how many products don't have Type C on them. Um, another thing that was really another other product that were really influential in the tens is the Microsoft Surface. Um, whether you want to talk about the original Surface that was running not real Windows, Windows RT, or the Surface Pro, uh, the fact is Surface inspired you know a whole form factor, a whole bunch of imitators mm -hmm. trying to have a tablet with a lightweight keyboard cover including apple's ipad pro so that has been an extremely influential extremely influential product 
in the studio so, in the studio right now there are two of them. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you think about things that are I mean, what are some of the products that really stand out to you, Scott? Um, that really stand out to you as having sort of changed the industry. You know, I when when you mentioned this at the beginning of the show, I had not looked at the at the list yet, and the first thing that came to mind for me was USB C. Um, so I'm definitely with yeah. with Andrew on that one because I see his name on that one on the list now. Um, yeah. I I definitely 100 percent agree agree on that one. Um, I think not just not just the fact that it's way easier to plug something in, right? Which of course it is, but. <laughs> I think I think that's a bonus. <laughs> no more do you have the the situation where it you only get it on the third try, um, <laughs> which is I mean it's going to ruin a lot of memes. But that's <laughs> but you know the the more universal nature of it. It's not micro on some things and full size on other things and you know A on this and B on that. Nope. Everything C, and I think that's a, a really great idea. You can run video over it and all kinds of stuff. Um, but I think I think the other the 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 wider variety of of hardware, right? It used to be whether that be you know the surface technology, the surface devices. Somebody's unhappy, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I hear somebody unhappy in the background. Uh, whether that be the Surface devices adjusting the uh, the the overall landscape of of computers, or you know AMD coming out of their slump uh, from you know their their inability to to transition from uh, flip phones and feature phones to smartphone processors, um, they they seem to take a full decade to come out of that. Um, you know the just the the wider variety of hardware you've you've got everything from from you know your traditional big powerful beefy gaming desktops and laptops all the way down to the raspberry pi and the arduino and they're readily available no longer do you have to be like an oddball consumer to go hunting for that powerful gaming laptop it used to be a real pain this time last decade, if we were talking about this in 09, it wasn't that easy to for a regular consumer to hunt down a, a powerful, beefy gaming laptop. But today, you can get them at Walmart. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a, I, I just think the variety of hardware um, that has come out of this decade has been probably the biggest influence. And I, I, I think that has to do with the technology getting smaller, right? We've got so much stuff that's been able to get smaller and more powerful in a smaller, smaller piece. So, you know, miniaturization might be my thing <laughs> for the decade. That might be the yeah. the biggest technology now that I think it out. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you take that trend and you extend it, think about, even now, while they're readily available, gaming laptops are still fairly heavy, and you can't actually game on them unplugged. Usually, yeah. the video card throttles, and you can't really you can't really play uh, just on battery power. You could use it as a computer, but you you know it's usually integrated graphics or something when you're on battery power. So, okay. you know, 
that to me says like that's that's the next step is can you actually play wirelessly you know can you actually play unplugged uh and that i think requires requires some advances in, in terms of uh you know either better integrated graphics or more power efficient more power efficient discrete yeah um I, I can see that we're not going to really battery technology is not going to provide the solution. It's no. going to have to be power efficiency. Sure. Um, and you know, the other thing, the other thing that I think is going to be the technological takeaway from the, the 2010s is going to be virtualization. Um, whether it be the idea of, of, you know, cloud computing and how, how easy virtualization has has become for software developers in the cloud to to be able to go to Azure and say new web service for computers with a load balancer walk away and 8 minutes later it's ready to publish to that's crazy and the fact that you can scale that machine from 1 core to 16 core in about 3 minutes that's insane. Um, and you know, when, when, uh, Bill Gates and, uh, Jerry Seinfeld were walking out of the mall with a pair of shoes and somebody said to the cloud, I know that this isn't what they were talking about, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, if you look at how many things it has made possible, you know, Project X Cloud and uh, Google Stadia and things like that on the gaming side, you know that ability to take some of the load off of the computer and put it somewhere else. Um, or uh, we talked to a company at, at Collision this year that was doing something similar, but not really for VR and AR, where they were kind of offloading some of the rendering so that the the hardware didn't have to be as beefy in a headset, you know, just the idea of virtualization, the, the ability to push stuff, you know, hard stuff off site, um, and be able to do it remotely and just push the results back down. I, I think that'll be one of the, the takeaways for this decade. So, um, I know obviously those, those three, are not going to be your whole list, right, Avram? Your mic's not on. Oh, sorry, I was no trying worries. to mute out. Uh, <laughs> I, I got gotcha. you. Uh, so, uh, if you go to tomshardware.com, um, uh, on our homepage, you'll see a list of the of the uh, most influential products of the 2010s, uh, and you will also see. I'll just put it a pitch for this because uh, it's very influential to me. Uh, a list of the best Raspberry Pi projects of 2019, oh. uh, which has a lot of fun stuff, including my favorite, a robotic hand that you can control from another room by using a glove. Um, nice. So anyway, so check all that out on Tom'sHardware.com. Also uh, coming up to coming up uh, this week, uh, the worst products of the 2010s. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> yes. Do you have any? Do you have any suggestions for late edition? I can add. I'm 
be adding probably adding more to the list tonight and tomorrow to the worst list. You know, let le- let me get through the show. <laughs> let my mind get back onto yeah. thinking about things. Because I was prepared for the first yeah. question. I wasn't prepared for the second one. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I got it. I prepped myself. If that. we have anybody in the chat, if we have anybody in the chat room, I uh, I I definitely uh, ask uh, if you have any worst products of the last deck of the 2010s that you would like to suggest. Worst tech products. Sure. Well, that I seriously I'm looking forward to that one because yeah, sometimes Schadenfreude can be fun. <laughs> Indeed. You know, from a personal perspective, it doesn't really quite match the caliber that we're looking for, and I can definitely appreciate that from but from a personal perspective. <laughs> this damn LED strip that has owned my life for the last five and a half weeks. <sighs> I know that's not oh, the caliber we're it. talking about, but oh, what a pain in the butt that thing's been. <laughs> anyway, as always, Avram, I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you're, you'll have a good uh, uh, new year this week, and uh, I will see you shortly in Las Vegas. <laughs>